Lord this morning. Deuteronomy chapter 11, uh, verse number 10. <clears throat> Moses and the people of God, just to give you a little context, uh, are leaving or have just left Egypt. They are in going or heading into the, the wilderness, and, and God is speaking to Moses and the people of God. And it says, we read here in Deuteronomy 11, verse 10, For the land whither thou goest in uh, to possess it is not as the land of Egypt. I'm thankful I'm not what I used to be. Thankful we're not where we used to be. Praise the Lord. Where God called us out of, he brought us to a better place. He said, whither thou goest in to possess it is not as the land of Egypt from whence you came out, where thou sowest thy seed and waterest it. You sowed your seed there in Egypt, and you watered it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. But the land whither you go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys. It's not like Egypt. There's some hills and there's some valleys. And drinketh water of the rain of heaven, a land which the Lord thy God careth for. The eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it from the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments. It's one of those if-then relationships. If you hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God and to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain. Everybody say the rain. Of your land in His due season. The first rain and the latter rain that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thy oil, and I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle, that thou mayest eat and be full. Take heed to yourselves, that your heart be not deceived, and ye turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Praise the Lord. I, I want to extrapolate a few principles from this passage this morning, and I want to kind of take your attention in this, in this passage back to we, we are not in Egypt anymore, but we are headed to the promised land. We don't water our crops with our feet, but we are dependent upon the water that comes from heaven, the rain of heaven. We are in a promised land that has some hills and valleys, and we are going to be dependent upon the rain from on Hi, I want to preach for a few minutes on just for a few minutes this morning. I'll, I'll try not to be very long, but I want I feel directed to share this this morning. Amen. On this thought, I came for the rain. I came. I feel the Holy Ghost moving right now in this place. I came for the rain. I came for the rain. I came to the promise for the rain. Oh, hallelujah. Would you help me pray and ask God to minister one more time in this house? God, I praise you. Lord, I worship you. God, I pray your anointing would move upon me in this house. God, I pray the answer of the Holy Ghost would move in this place. 
Move upon us in this place. Lord, in Jesus' name. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing in honor of the reading of the word of the Lord this morning. Praise God. I came for the rain. We sing songs in church about rain and God raining and God's blessing. And I love those songs. I mentioned it to my wife yesterday afternoon or last evening. I said, I might sing a song. And I'm not sure. But the one I was thinking about singing is, Lord, send the rain. Pour out your spirit. Let the fire fall. Heal us. Maybe I will sing it. Heal us one and all. Fall fresh on me. Do you know it? Lord, send the rain. Pour out your spirit. Let the fire fall. Heal us one and all. Fall fresh on me. There is nothing like the, a move of the Holy Ghost when God opens the floodgates of heaven and pours out His Spirit upon flesh. There is nothing greater than being in the very presence and experiencing a move of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. But I love the songs about Lord send the rain and Holy Spirit rain, rain down on us. Holy Spirit, rain, you know, rain down us like a mighty wind, blow through this house, open, pour your spirit, mighty wind. (laughs) (laughs) Amen, I do too. Praise God. I, I love these songs about Lord send the rain and open the floodgates of heaven. Let it, let it. it that's awesome. I love those songs. And uh, rain down. There's another one that just says rain down. Choir used to sing it years ago, but won't get into that one. That's a cool one, too. That's one of those. You can't, some of these songs, you can't sing it without moving. I don't know how people can stand there and sing songs and just be frozen in time. Amen. There's something in my spirit, something in me that's just got. Anyway, that's just free. I don't know why I'm saying all that. But But in our text, God is speaking to his people and he says, Egypt depended upon the Nile River. Egypt depended upon the water that flowed and from rain waters that that fell somewhere else. And I don't want to be dependent upon someone else's relationship. I don't want to be dependent upon what so-and-so received from the Lord. And I I, I do like feeling the splash zone and feeling the, the overflow of other people's blessing, but I want to feel my own blessing. I want to receive... Egypt was dependent upon the Nile. What's interesting, the Nile is one of the only few, few rivers in the world that flows, uh, major rivers that flows from south to north. It flows upward into, into the Mediterranean Sea. And so, so Egypt was dependent upon the Nile River. And so they would literally uh, work with their feet and with shovels, their hands and feet, but they would dig uh, trenches from the Nile River to, to 
water their crops and they would plant the seed and then they would dig with their feet and, and, and trenches that would, would water and God's telling the people, God, you're not going to Egypt. I'm, I brought you out of Egypt. Uh, you, you used to be able to kind of build your own trenches and you, you used to do it on your own and you, you would try to make everything happen uh, on your own accord. You, you played the music just right. You, you, you preached the message and homiluticals and homiluticals and all the good stuff and everything was just so. But I'm taking you to a place that you're going to have to learn to be dependent upon the rain from heaven. <laughs> you, 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 you dug your trench because there was water in the river. But I'm going to take you to a place there's hills and there's valleys. And, and you're going to be dependent upon the rain that falls from heaven. <clears throat> Praise God. God is telling the people, I need to get you to the place where I can send down the rain on your life. Hello, somebody. If you're wondering why you haven't experienced the rain from heaven and the blessings of God and the anointing of God and the things of God, maybe it's because you've been staying in Egypt a little too long. Maybe God is calling you to a deeper prayer life. Greater prayer walk with God. Little more prayer and fasting. I, I think we could all do with some of that. I know I could. Hello? God's saying, I'm trying to get you to a place where I can pour out spiritual blessings upon you. I, I want to take my people to a place they're going to have to learn to be dependent upon the rain from heaven. Interesting, while they were in the wilderness, the manna fell from heaven. The fire kept them warm, and the cloud gave them shade in the day. But the, and the, but it, the fire and the, the cloud would lead them to where they needed to go, and manna fell. But God was teaching them and training them, you're going to have to learn to depend upon some things that can only come from me. Man-made religion won't save anybody. Man's made, man-made trenches won't save anybody. I, I like fog machines and all those kinds of cool things. I'm not preaching against a fog machine, but, but if that's the only thing a church has to try to imitate a move or the Spirit of God, man-made trenches won't save anybody. We have to have a sovereign move of the Holy Ghost. Only an experience of an outpouring of the Holy Ghost will save anybody's soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. I got to hustle. I want to stay. I want to go where God's, where the rain's coming, where the rain's pouring out. Interesting, I'm preaching on this. It was sprinkling just a little bit ago. Six inches of rain. (laughs) One drop here and six inches over here, another drop. That's almost, I'm going to use that. That's funny. That's Bakersfield. It's a dry heat. Yeah, it's a dry place. But I want to be where the rain falls. I don't want to walk in dry places. Matter of fact, I think it's in, uh, I think it's in Matthew 12, 42, 43, somewhere there. It says that the, the spirit, when it goes out of a man, walks in dry places. The, the enemy, the spirit walks in dry places. 
comes back and he finds the house clean and garnished, but there's no spirit there. There's no rain there. It's still dry. It's just a dry, so that evil spirit can make himself at home. I don't want to be a dry place. Well, hallelujah. Someone says, well, it's... The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust alike. Yes, it does. Could it also mean? Could it also mean that by your prayer and your fasting and your worship and your praise, you're glorifying God, that God sends the rain on you, but it also not only falls on you, but it falls on those around you. There's something different about you. There's some kind of a, there's a blessing on you in your business. Why is that? It's because you are experiencing the rain from heaven. Hallelujah. The Bible often makes an analogous reference to spiritual blessing raining down through the natural rain. It, it's uh, several times, many times throughout you can find, you understand, when, when we use a natural reference, there, there's a spiritual meaning also that goes with it. You understand, you can make a and see something in, the, in nature and go, isn't that interesting? That's, like, that's kind of like the kingdom of God. That's, that's like God, how God works. Well, that's because God designed it. <laughs> in Hosea chapter 6, verse 3, Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord, His going forth is prepared as the morning, and He shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. We need to understand this morning how, how the Spirit works, but we need to understand that, that, that you can draw some analogies and under, get better understanding when you understand the water cycle and how water works and how rain works. I don't mean to mess up y'all's theology, and I'm going to back it up with some scripture here in just a minute, but I'll, please understand that rain doesn't begin in heaven. Rain begins on earth. Water evaporates. It goes up in the atmosphere. What I'm trying to tell you is the atmosphere and the conditions have to be right. You must understand that we will never get rained on if the atmosphere isn't right. We can never create an atmosphere if the condition isn't right. But when we create an atmosphere with praise and worship, giving God glory, we sing songs like send it on down, God's saying send it on up. If you'll send it on up, I'll send it on down. If you want an outpouring, you need to give an uppouring. If you want an outpouring of the Holy Ghost, you need to give an uppouring of the Holy Ghost. Of praise and worship. Now the Holy Ghost, you understand what I'm Leviticus chapter 26, verse number 3. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, then I will give you rain in due season. Everybody say rain. rain. He said, if you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, then I will give you rain in due season. And the land shall yield her increase. 
and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. He said, if you'll do your part, God said, I'll always do my part. If you'll condition the atmosphere with your praise and your glory, with your faithfulness and just keep it living for God and walking according to His statutes, He said, if you'll do your part, God said, I'll always do my part. Want God to bless something, you gotta put something in his hand to bless. He fed five thousand men plus women and children with five pieces of bread and two pieces of fish. It was, but they had to put something in his hand for him to do something with it. Now I just believe God can create something out of nothing. But he likes to work it this way. He wants you to give him something and then he'll take what you have, he'll bless it, multiply it. And you won't be able to contain the blessing that he has for you. Praise the Lord. You know, there are two kinds of people that come to church. (laughs) There's people that are spiritual thermometers and there's people that are spiritual thermostats. A thermometer, all it does is measure the temperature in the room. A thermometer just gives an assessment of what's taking place. A thermometer says this is the condition of the atmosphere. But a thermostat, if you look it up, literally means to regulate and activate. If you needed something to change in your condition or your... Like Sister Jules needed something to change in her condition... She, she was a spiritual thermostat. She said, I believe God can change. I believe God can heal my body. I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to do some praying. I'm going to bind together with some people that know how to pray in Jesus' name. And I'm going to change the condition. I'm going to become a spiritual activist and regulate and change See, this is, how, this is how the water circle, this is how it works. Moisture on the earth. You probably already know this, but I'll just make it real simple. Moisture on the earth evaporates into the heavens. Out there over the ocean someplace. But even on the earth. I was driving to work last week, and it had sprinkled a little bit, and there was water dew in the morning, and I was crossing over. Uh, the bridge right over here goes over the river. Was it Callaway? And I was looking. I looked to the, the west. And I looked to the east. And there was fog. You could see all the fog hugging the earth. Where's that moisture coming? It's coming up. It's coming up off the ground. Moisture on the earth, when it evaporates, it evaporates and it, it creates into this gaseous, gas, uh, gas form into the heavens. And it gathers it gathers together, and it can take time. There, there's water that evaporates thousands of miles away, and it goes up into the atmosphere, and then with the currents, the wind currents, and it blows, and it comes, and it comes, and it comes, and it keeps moving and moving until it get, reaches a point when the moisture in the atmosphere becomes, I want you to get this, too 
heavy that the heavens can no longer contain it. Mama, you just keep on praying. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I come to encourage somebody in the Holy Ghost this morning. Whoever you are, you just keep on praying. You just keep on sending up some rain. You just keep on letting some praise and worship and prayer and fasting evaporate up into the heavens because there's going to come a point when heaven is going to be so filled with your prayer, with your fasting. It's going to become so heavy. And yet when it comes back down, I said when it comes back down, Yeah, what a shout. When the heavens themselves can't contain the moisture any longer, rain and snow begin to fall. Do you see the relationship this morning between how you live according to the Word of God and your prayer and your fasting and your praise and your worship, how it is analogous to the very water cycle. The water or the blessings gather until the weight of our prayers. Jesus, did he not say, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. You just keep being merciful to people. You just keep loving people. Just keep being a Christian to people. You can't out, we say, you can't out give God because what you sow, that shall you also reap. If you keep on praying and you keep on being merciful and we keep on demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit, it will return back to us. I feel like something good is about to happen. (laughs) I just feel in my spirit this morning, I feel like something good is about to happen. I feel like the heavens are getting full. I can see a cloud coming. I feel a rain. I can, it's starting to smell like rain. And I've, I've preached from this passage many times. I say many and I, many because I reference it or I've used it in the text, but I, I felt to go to it this morning. The story of Elijah and Ahab. Interesting on this story about Elijah. Ahab and his wife Jezebel, evil people. Worshipping the, 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 the false god of Baal and having false prophets. And Jezebel and Ahab uh, killing, uh, doing horrible things to prophets and, and men of God. And, and, and in 1 Kings chapter 18, we find in verse number 1, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go and show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. They were having a famine. They were experiencing a famine. Now this, this guy, Ahab, and his wife Jezebel, they don't like Elijah. They, they've been doing bad things, even killing people. They worship the one true God. God says, I want, I'm going to send you to that guy. Are you sure about this, Lord? <laughs> Are you really sure about it? Isn't that funny how we ask God, like, we need him to get a second opinion? <laughs> no, he says, Elijah, you go tell Ahab, I will send rain upon the earth. You know what Elijah did? He eventually went and found Ahab. 
God said he's going to send rain. What's the weather forecast? 100% chance. Because when God says it, Go to Mount Carmel. You know the story. 450 prophets of Baal plus Jezebel had another 400 prophets there. 850, if I read it right correctly. They're out there slashing themselves, cutting themselves, offering their sacrifices, and nothing happened. The Bible says that Elijah repaired. That word there, Rapha, means to be the healer. Like God is Jehovah Rapha. He's the God of healing. Elijah comes up to the altar. You know what he does? He repairs or heals, cures the altar. Sometimes you've got to revisit the altar. Hello? And he dug a trench around it. Put the sacrifice up on top of the altar. He said, hey, go get it. They ended up getting 12 barrels of water and they poured it over the sacrifice that was on on the wood and the rock the stones of the altar and the wood there to burn the sacrifice on top and then he saturated it with water now get this they are in a drought the most precious commodity the most precious thing they have is water and he gets 12 barrels of water and he pours it over the sacrifice and it fills and then fills the trench with it times where you have to offer the thing that's important to you. Abraham offered his son Isaac to become the father of many nations. First Kings chapter 18, the Bible says after Elijah had done all that, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. Fire falls. They kill all those false prophets. They go back up to Mount Carmel. And Elijah t- sends a servant. He says, I want you to go look. And I'm going to pray. We sent up a sacrifice. God accepted the sacrifice. God's still looking for an acceptable sacrifice. Got to have something to sacrifice. My, my, my. You got to have something that'll burn. Don't get into all that for the sake of time. But he sends the man. And he says, what do you see? And he comes back, I don't see anything. And the story goes on. He sends his servant seven times. And on the seventh time, he comes back and he says, behold, I see a cloud. The size of a man's hand. Verse 41, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of an abundance of rain. It's fixing to pour. The drought in your life is over. Why? Because you were willing to build an altar. Because we gave a sacrifice. 
Because we sacrifice the most important thing that we have to give upon the altar. And when you send it up, the atmosphere was right, the condition was right. Like praise and worship was going up this morning, there was an atmosphere and the conditions were right. For God to move, that's why God moved in this place already today because there were some people that came to Apostolic Rock Church this morning with their mind made up. I'm going to give God praise. I'm going to give God some glory. I'm going to offer a sacrifice of worship unto my King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Ahab, I hear a sound. There is a sound of abundance of rain. Can, can, I, can I just jump a little bit right, right, right to the close here? Elijah says, there is a sound. That word, the Hebrew is Q-O-L. It is the call or the voice. He was saying, I've heard the voice of the Lord. The whole chapter started in verse number 1. God told, uh, told Elijah, you go to Ahab and tell him that I will send rain upon the earth. But it really wasn't going to happen until the men of God spoke the word that God had given him. So you want you got to understand, you're going you're gonna, to, I'm going to clue you in here in just a second. And then you're going to, this, this, maybe if I can somehow get it out this morning because I'm so excited about this. It's going to blow you away. At least I hope it does. It blew my mind. <laughs> Are you ready? God spoke to Elijah. But Elijah had to speak the word of God here. You already have the word of God. When God speaks into your spirit, you have, to profess, you have to profess it. You have to proclaim it. You have to speak it out. Hello? God said, I'm gonna, I will send rain. Elijah said, God is going to send, is, is fixing, he is sending the rain. Then it rained. Now, I personally believe that that cloud they saw up in the sky that was the size of a man's hand, I believe that was the, literally was the evaporated water that God licked up from the sacrifice. That's just what I feel. I don't know if that's the case, but that's what I believe. I believe that. But when it went up, it came back a whole lot stronger and greater. You need to understand, when you speak the word here, God has a way of blessing and multiplying. And the water that they gave in the sacrifice was seed money. Because <laughs> they got a thousand, a million times more than what they gave. I'm telling you, you cannot outgive the Lord. I said, we cannot outgive the Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, and I'm closing verse number 4. Where the word of a king is, there is power. There is power. God has given us his word. If we will proclaim his word, 
if we will pray His Word, if we will profess His Word, amen, God will always honor His Word. Let let me take you to Isaiah chapter 55, verse number 9. For as the heavens, everybody say heavens, are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as, verse number 10, you ready? And this is, you're going to make the connection here in just a second. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return, everybody say return, unto me void. There's a word cycle also. I said there's a word cycle. You can have the word in your heart, but you got to profess it. You got to speak it. You got to say things like, I'm professing blessing for my family. I'm praying in Jesus' name, blessing and favor and revival for the Apostolic Rock Church. You say, Pastor, you're just speaking things to make you feel good. No, I'm professing because there's this thing called the word cycle. It shall not return void. I'm praying for lost souls to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm praying and I'm fasting and I'm believing and I'm trusting and I'm professing in Jesus' name for more healings and blessings and miracles. Praise God. Did not he say signs and wonders shall follow them that believe? There's a cycle. There's a cycle. There's a cycle. Mama, you just keep on praying. Daddy, you just keep on praying. You just keep on presenting your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. You just keep on preaching the word and teaching the word. First Kings 18, he said, I will send the rain. Elijah professed it and he said, there is a sound. There's a voice of abundance of rain. God's word in heaven had to be spoken by Elijah on earth for it to come to pass. Can I tell somebody, stop looking for the sign and become the sign. Stop looking for the wonders and become the wonder. Did not Ezekiel 34 verse 25 say, and I'm, I'm done. And I will make them and the places round about my hill a blessing. I, I'm going to make them, every, I'm going I'm to bless them. And I will cause the shower to come down in his season. There shall be showers of blessing. I got time to preach all this today. You need to proclaim (laughs) showers. You need to pray blessing. You keep on. It says, but in season. It may not happen today, but it's going to happen. You say, well, that's not name it and claim it and blab it and grab it and all that. There's a whole lot of people that have muddied the waters. 
But there are some things we have to proclaim and we have to name. There are some situations in my life I have to speak to them with the word of the, with the, word of the Lord. There are some things I have to speak. When, when, that, when the devil tried to tempt Jesus, what did he do? He called, it is written. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. There, there's times where I just I have to speak the word into my situation. I'm going through a situation. I be not weary in well-doing, for we shall reap if we faint not. God, I'm not fainting not. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They shall walk and they won't faint. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody right now. You need to speak the word. You need to preach the word into your atmosphere. You need to proclaim. You need to pray. You need to open your mouth. Because his word will not return void. We shall reap in due season if we faint not. There's some things I'm believing God and trusting God for. Funny, Brother Pierce, he mentioned the other thing that was kind of goes with this. He said, There's times where he, you know, he, he, in his mind, he thought it would work out this way, and it, it never seemed to work out quite the way. But it worked out. <laughs> There's times where I prayed and asked God to help with a situation, and it didn't happen right then, and it didn't even happen the way I thought in my mind. It was, you know, what's like the, the, the quote says, uh, Man makes plans and God laughs. Hello? But if we faint not, we shall reap in due season. There's a blessing coming. Maybe it's just not your season yet. Maybe the season hasn't happened yet. You just keep waiting on the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. But in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. God, I'm trusting in you. I'm trusting in your word. I'm professing your word. I'm proclaiming your word. I'm proclaiming your truth. All things work together for the good. May not happen right now. May not happen the way I think it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. I said, it's going to happen. As we stand together this morning, I just wonder. Yeah, I wonder if there's anybody this morning that needs to proclaim, that needs to just step out and say, God, I'm going to keep trusting. I'm going to be not weary and well-doing, but I'm praying blessing. I'm praying favor. God, I'm still trusting and praying the power of the Holy Ghost for my family. God, I, you know the needs and the desires of my heart. God, you know the desires. You know what I have need of. And even before I ask, but you said you have not because you ask not. So I'm going to profess some things. I'm going to pray some things. I'm going to trust you for some things. Believing.
wonder if this message, if any part of this message has resonated with you. I wonder if you would right now just lift up your hands and your voice. I will make them in the places round about my hill a blessing, and I will cause the shower to come down in his season. There shall be showers of blessing. God, in your season, whatever season you see fit, I'm going to trust you until you bless. I'm going to keep on trusting. I'm going to keep on my, I'm going to be faithful to you in the word of God. I'm going to be faithful to you, Lord. For my family, for the needs. For every situation. She begins to play and sing. I just wonder if anybody will offer up some praise and worship. And maybe pray some scripture that has resonated in your, in your spirit. Maybe God is... Maybe God has dealt with you in your spirit and dropped a word into your spirit. I, I wonder if you'd proclaim that right now in, into the atmosphere. I wonder if you'd proclaim that into the atmosphere. Be a spiritual thermostat. Activate and regulate the condition, the atmosphere by giving God praise and by giving God worship and by acknowledging His sovereignty in your life and in this world. In Jesus' name.